Hey, welcome to this week's The Real Estate of Life with Kevin Riles. This is your host, Kevin Riles. This week, we are going to talk about does the $150,000 single family investment deal still exist? Is it still out there? Is it like Bigfoot? Is it is it a mystery? Can you still buy investment properties in Houston under $150,000? I have the answers, but you have to wait to listen to see if it's yes or no. Does Bigfoot or the big deal, or the small deal, really, still exists. Hey, DJ, hit that music so they can find out. Support for this program comes from the Digital Broadcasting Network, presenting podcasts and web series from everyday people who have an extraordinary passion to make the world a better place. Hey, we're back on The Real Estate of Life with Kevin Riles. I'm your host, Kevin Riles. You just got me this uh, week. I wanted to talk about, um, does Bigfoot still exist? Not Bigfoot. I'm calling it Bigfoot because all of this uh, new stuff y'all see out in the news where people are still doing Bigfoot tours to see if Bigfoot still exists. And my version of Bigfoot this week is, does the $150,000 real estate single family deal still exist? Or is it like Bigfoot and it's a mystery, it's a lie? Uh, the reason I brought that up is because I just uh, handled a transaction for a client uh, and uh, he asked me that question, and uh, I, I decided to spend some time in the office looking to see if I could find potential deals in the Houston market on a single-family house that were, you know, 150 and below that were worth purchasing. And this is what I found. What I found was what? Nope. Wait. Mystery. Cliffhanger. Nope. 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 Let's back up. Let's back up. So let me give you a little history and context. And this is specific to the Houston market. It might be different in, in other markets. But back in the day, so I've been in real estate. I was licensed in October of 1998. Uh, that's when I first got my real estate license. Uh, so as of October of last year, I've been in the business now 20, uh, 20 years, 20 years and some months now because we're taping this in uh, the first day of March in 2019. And so back in the day when I got into to real estate, um, an investment property in the Houston market, uh, the typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage house, which in Texas and in Houston, that's kind of your typical uh, house. Three bedrooms, two-bath, two-car garage, built in the late 70s, early 80s, or even all the way through uh, the 90s. Um, you could get a older home uh, for about sixty-five dollars to $70,000. Uh, you could get a new construction three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage for about... 110, 120. That was 20 years ago, right? And so you fast forward to give you how inflation uh, works. If you fast forward to now, a new construction home, uh, 18, and, and the square footage on those homes will probably be anywhere from 1,600 to 1,800 square feet. A new construction home, um, the average price for that type of home in Houston now is around $200,000. Right, one eighty to two hundred thousand dollars for new construction, um, and for um, a resale home, some of the areas in Houston, that's almost the exact same price. And so, uh, the issue is, is that if you buy a property at that price point, and you, as an investment property, unfortunately, you don't get the rents uh, that would give you a cash flow uh, on that particular property. And why is that? If you buy a property. At sixteen to eighteen hundred square feet in the Houston, in most places in Houston, 
your rents are a dollar a square foot, plus or minus a dollar a square foot. So it means if you buy a 1,600, 1,700, 1,800 square foot home, your rent is most likely going to be around 16, 17, or $1,800 a month. Well, if you buy a $200,000 property, you put the standard amount down, uh, there's very little margin between what your rent is and after you pay your principal, interest, taxes, and insurance, um, what your monthly payment would be. In fact, typically you would either break even or you'd be losing money on a, on a monthly basis. And so that's not why you invest, right? But you invest so that you can create wealth and create cash flow. Uh, and, and those are, are sometimes mutually exclusive. Sometimes you buy properties that are way better cash flow properties but may not appreciate over time. And then sometimes you buy properties where the cash flow is not as great, but you know you're going to get great appreciation. But if you're playing in that one plus or minus 150, uh, you kind of need both to make sure that uh, you're going to be okay. And so because the market is so tight, and I blame HGTV for this. I blame Property Brothers. I blame uh, Flip It or List It. Uh, I blame well, all of it. I don't remember. I don't know the names of shows because I don't really watch it, watch them. It's, and people say, "Why don't you watch HTV?" You know, as much. It's, I say, "Well, do you watch um, uh, TV shows about your work when you come home?" So, if you're an accountant, do you go watch an accountant show? I don't know. It's just what I do, so I don't watch it. Anyway, long story short, except when I'm in a, seems like in every title company it's on, <laughs> in every doctor's office HGTV is on, so I watch it then. So I say all that to say that. Um, those and I say I blame. I'm being uh, facetious to a certain extent. The, they have done a good job of educating people on the value of real estate and the value of taking properties, renovating them, and either trying to flip them or or at least them out, but mostly flip them. And because of that, everybody thinks that they can go and buy a house, renovate it, get it uh, staged, and sell it, and that has created uh, a demand for single family housing, especially value single family housing, and therefore prices have gone up and therefore yields for uh, cash flow have gone down, right? And so with that being said, um, this is not in Houston right now a great flipping market, right? When I say flipping, I mean buying something low, renovating it and, and selling it. Not saying that deals don't exist, but it, it is a very tight market because there's so many people looking for product to be able to do that. And so does the $150,000, and that's kind of my, that's the new line of demarcation for me. In other words, to me, a property has to be below $150,000 to consider it as an investment property. And for those of you that have been investing for a very long time, I know it's really hard psychologically to get your mind around that that's the new line. It used to be $100,000. That was the line. Like if it was below $100,000, then yeah, you know, it's worth looking at and worth, uh, you know, buying. If it was above, you know, well, depending on where it was and what type of rents. So that line has moved to $150,000 on a single family property. Just like that line has moved uh, to uh, from thirty thousand dollars a door to around forty two thousand dollars a door on a multifamily property. So, you know, with time uh, comes appreciation. So, the question of the hour, though, or the not the hour, maybe the twenty minutes or the thirty minutes, is: Does the hundred and fifty thousand dollar deal still exist? And the answer to that question. It, well, you know, wait a minute, one more time. So why am I saying $150,000? I just kind of explained that a little bit. But at that price point, if you put the normal amount down, which the normal amount on a on an investment property loan is anywhere from 20 to 25% down uh, with most lenders. So if you think about that, 20% uh, down, 
on $150,000 is 30 grand, right? And so you're financing 120,000. Yet your typical principal interest payment on top of that with today's interest rate, your note most likely is going to be somewhere around plus or minus 1,000, maybe $1,100, maybe $1,200 if the taxes are really expensive, right? So then the question becomes if I use the math beforehand um, that I'm getting a dollar a square foot in rents, right? So if I get a dollar a square foot in rents, my monthly mortgage payment, principal interest, taxes, and insurance is $1,200 a month. I'm going to take the higher number of that. And I'm getting a dollar a square foot, and I bought a 1,700-square-foot house. So 1,700 square feet is $1,700 a month in rent. If my mortgage payment is I mean, $1,200 a month, that's $500 a month of cash flow. So that's a, that's a good, decent cash flow. I've also had people ask me over the years, what is the typical, what is worth it? What's the cash flow that's worth buying a single family? Now, rule of thumb used to be you needed to make at least 200 or $250 a month in cash flow to be able to justify your cost. Um, some people say, you know, I've had investors say, well, that's not enough for me. I, that's too much. That's too close as far as margin. Uh, and they prefer three or 400. Well, the margin basically depends on what you buy the property for. As I told a client yesterday, you make money when you buy, not when you lease. And, and what I mean by that, you make money based on the deal that you get on the house at the very beginning and, and to be able to account for the price and if you have to do any renovations and upgrades and things of that nature. So the question of the, the, the 30 minutes, I keep getting back to it. I'm sorry. I just you know, I have to give you context is does Bigfoot still exist? Does the $150,000 deal still exist? Does the investment property deal still exist? Can you find investment properties that are reasonable, that you can still cash flow in the Houston market, single family, three bedroom, two bath, two car garage properties? Do they still exist? And the answer is... That was a pregnant pause. You get that the dramatic effect right there? Did you I know for those of you that are listening right now, y'all are like, Kevin, can you just answer the question? I just I wanted to be dramatic today. The Oscars were last week. I felt like I need to get a little little acting in. The answer to the question is yes. 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 You can still find them. Yes. Oh my gosh. Where? Look, back in the back, I'm gonna give y'all behind the scenes. Uh, Mr. Producer is behind the camera right now doing like this for those of you that are watching the video. Where? Where can you find them? So he's actually listening like, I, I, I want to know the secret as well. He wants to know where Bigfoot, Bigfoot is. He wants to know where Bigfoot is. And the answer is, Mr. Producer and all those listening, you can find them everywhere except inside the loop. Sorry. <laughs> except inside the loop. All right. You can find them everywhere. You can, guess what? You can find them on the HAR. You can find them on HAR.com. You can find them on Zillow. You can find them. Yes. Yes, you can find them. And why do I know this? Because guess what I did before I came in the tape today? I looked for them. And I found what I thought to be at least three or four. Just quick look. I looked even in Fort Bend County, which is where I live, to say, okay, give me every property in Fort Bend County that's a single family house listed below $150,000. And guess what? I found a couple that... Not a couple, I found more than a couple that were at least worth consideration, right? Now, what did I find? Did I find them in always the greatest areas? No. Did I find them always in the greatest shape? No. Uh, did I find them uh, always um, being able to rent at a dollar a square foot? No, but I found them, right? So the question really is not, 
whether the $150,000 deal or below still exists, the question becomes, what am I getting for that $150,000 or below? And is there enough margin for me to one, buy it, two, make it what I, my biggest thing on real estate uh, investing is it must be decent, safe, and clean, right? Decent, safe, and clean. What do I mean by that? Decent meaning that um, it is uh, either uh, in an area or and or has some type of factor. It's close to schools, close to a bus stop, close to the to workforce uh, or working uh, areas. Uh, safe. Is it in a relatively safe neighborhood? And safe is all relative. And can I make it safe by the way I renovate it? And then clean. You don't have to go in and put travertine into a $150,000 house. You don't have to go in and put uh, you know, gold dripping from the ceilings uh, in a $150,000 house. But a decent flooring, decent new uh, paint, uh, decent kitchens, things of that nature. Decent, safe, and clean, all right? So what does it cost me to make that particular property uh, that? And then what can I rent it for, right? And so if you go around Houston specifically outside the Beltway or in and around plus or minus the Beltway 8, Definitely 99. As you get closer in, it does get a little tighter, uh, especially to, to – so there's there's very few areas inside the loop of Houston where you can get a deal under 150000 That's That's including uh, some areas that some people wouldn't even want to live in, to be completely honest with you, because it's in, infield dirt, and those areas are just taking off right now. But even then, I looked at a, a few before I left the office. There are some deals out there. They just would take a whole lot of work to get up and running, Right. I have a friend, I've had him on the show, uh, Tyron McDaniel, who uh, concentrates in certain areas inside the loop, and he takes literally properties that you would think need to be condemned and makes them into beautiful, beautiful homes. Uh, and now his, his business model is to do that and then sell them, uh, but uh, he could easily do that at the prices he's getting them in uh, and, and rent them out. Uh, but he loves doing the redesign and, and, and things of that nature and repurposing and things of that nature. So... Does the $150,000 investment property still exist? Yes, it does still exist. You still can find deals out there, right? Here are a couple of things that you need to know if you start looking for that particular deal, though. It is highly competitive right now. It's really competitive for deals. Who are you competing against when you look for that deal? You're competing against other investors, right? And other investors in the two categories. You have the investors that are getting financed, in other words, they're going to the bank to get investment property loans. Then you have them cash investors. So you have, and, and, and if you're a seller and you look at two offers and all both of the offers are the same, which one are you going to take? You're going to take the one that had to go get appraisal and go to the bank, or you're going to take the one with the cash, and as soon as the um, feasibility period is over, they can close. All right, so those that's who you're competing with. Then you're competing with uh, buyers that are wanting to live in the house, right? And I feel really sorry for them right now because at that Houston's affordability used to be one of the things that we could hang our hat on. And still relative to the rest of the nation, we still have more affordable housing. When I say affordable, as far as being able to buy, purchase a house than most uh, cities and most uh, areas. However, we're not as affordable as we used to be. And so for those folks that can afford a $1,400, $1,500 or $1,200 a month mortgage, it is so hard for them to find a house right now, especially anywhere that's in the city limits, because the competition for investors uh, with investors is just they're getting kicked out. So if an, if a seller has to choose between a finance investor offer, a 
homeowner who wants to live in the house and has an FHA mortgage and a cash investor, even if that cash investor offers a little little lower, guess which one they're choosing right now? I'm going to do it Wu-Tang style. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money, dollar, dollar bill, y'all, right? That's the one they're taking. They're taking the cash. For those of you that are uninformed, Wu-Tang is a, an American hip-hop group uh, out of the 90s. Uh, Google it. Wu-Tang, W-T-A-N-G, clan. Wu-Tang clan, right? Anyway, uh, so with that being said, they're taking the cash uh, offer. And so you have to be cognizant of the fact that some properties that are listed at an aggressive 120 or 110, you're like, oh, that's it. I'm going to make an offer. I'm going to give them full price. Well, most likely that property is going to go to a multiple offer situation. It's going to get bid up. Uh, and so you have to be cognizant of the fact that when you're looking for these properties, like my grandmother used to say, do not tarry. Right. I have had clients before. I have a friend mine who's a client and the few residential deals that I still do he'll call me and say hey man I saw this property I want you to put an offering on it and I like him because it's he doesn't tarry in other words I saw it put an offering on it right versus I have other people call me oh what do you think we think the rent what you, and then by by that by the time we had a conversation property is gone right so if you're going to be in that market looking for single family housing uh, for investment you got to move you, you cannot uh, tarry you cannot uh, sit around and think about it. Paralysis of analysis will allow you to to move to to lose uh, the deal. So, does Bitfoot still exist? Yes, yes, he does. Where is he? Where is he? As Mr. Producer asked me, or where is he? Uh, he's mostly in and around the Beltway, in the Houston area, or in some of the suburban markets, both north, south, east, and west. Right, but those are still decent markets. Right? Those are still people. We still don't have enough affordable rental housing in the Houston market. That's what people don't get, it, get is that we still don't have enough uh, rental housing. Not everybody wants to be a homeowner. Right? I know our society and the American dream is based off of the idea of homeownership and building wealth. And that is still great and it's still possible. But not everybody can nor does everybody want to be a homeowner. Some people like leasing. They don't want the responsibility of the homeownership, nor do they want the responsibility of the large ticket items when the roof needs to be replaced or when the AC goes out. Those are a huge, large ticket item. And just imagine if you can barely afford twelve to $1,300 a month in rent or a mortgage monthly payment and the AC goes out and that's five grand and you don't have the money to do that, you can see why that would be uh, an issue. And so having uh, affordable, decent uh, rental housing is, is still a priority and you still can become wealthy over time uh, with that. So does the $150,000 investment property still exist in the Houston market? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. I've told you where. So now the question becomes how? What's my, what's my, how do I get into one of those deals from a monetary standpoint? So again, if you do the math, 20 to 25 percent down, you would probably need, depending on the price of the house, if it's exactly $150,000, you need about a 30 grand to get into that deal, right? 30 grand plus a couple of closing costs, but 30 grand. So people always ask me, how much money do I need to get into real estate investing? And if they want to do single family, I tell them about 25 to 30 grand, right? If they, obviously, if you find an $80,000 house, that becomes 16 grand, right? Uh, because it's, it's a, a smaller house. Don't sleep on those little, you know, wood frame houses in the in the hood. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. The, that needs to be leased as well. They might need a little bit more work, but people need to lease. 
people need places to stay. They always need a place to stay. Uh, you might have to do a little bit more work, but those are opportunities as well. So depends on the price of the house. Now, the real question is, does the $50,000 uh, real estate investment property still exist? And the answer to that is almost heck Oh, hell no. <laughs> Every once in a while, unless you're stealing it with a gun, because uh, you can buy lots now for uh, for twenty, thirty, and forty thousand dollars. So, with that being said, this is your boy Kevin Riles of the Real Estate of Life. Uh, Bigfoot still exists. I'm telling you, I've seen him. He's out there. So go forth, my children, and find Bigfoot. He still exists, and make your money. I will see you guys next week. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Look. Um, bloop uh, uh, I forgot to do subscribe 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 hopefully he's gonna leave that in there because that's just the realness of this whatever uh, subscribe subscribe comment please subscribe please subscribe to the real estate of life if you listen to this on your phone please subscribe some of you have emailed me and said that you're looking at the videos I appreciate that if you can click on those links to the left I'm sorry to the right uh, of the screen when you're looking at the video uh, and uh, subscribe we're trying to increase our subscriber base in 2019 so now that's the end that's the end does Bitfix still exist yes All right I'll see you guys next week hey thanks for listening as always do you have questions about any of the topics I'm talking about if you have questions let me know email me at kevin at kevinriles.com again that's kevin at kevinriles.com i'm gonna do a podcast just on the questions uh, that you guys are sending me so feel free to send them to me again that's kevin at kevinriles.com